Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Every 90s song not done by Nirvana sounds Do you know same. when that song came out? Probably like 2001 now that I said 90s. You don't even know. You're looking it up. You're looking it no, up right not. now. Yeah, I'm just are. signing into my computer. Yeah, I bet. So 1997. Well, oh, so close. So 90s music. I was right. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's- Real quick, though, before we jump into we we got football today, we've got golf today. We had Formula One here. Lewis Hamilton grabs pole at the Hungarian Grand Prix. By .003 seconds. Phenomenal. Gets it over Max Verstappen in third and fourth is the McLarens of Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. That race is going to get started, I believe, at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Again, that is in Budapest, Hungary at the Hungaro Ring. That was a really fun qualifying session. They start, they tried out a new format of Q1, everyone's on hard tires. Q2, if you made it, everyone's on mediums. And then Q3, everyone goes on to the soft tire compound. And that was a lot of fun. It was Imagine very, Imagine if it close. was raining when they did that, too. That would have made it so much more interesting. Oh, no. Then everyone would go to the softs. Like oh, they, they, like, yeah, they would not make you like now all of a sudden like go. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought that was just like a new thing where it's like, yeah, no matter what, you have to. No, no, no. It's, it's gotcha. If it's dry, we can do this. But an absolutely phenomenal lap by Lewis Hamilton to get pole. Funny enough, he gets that. And his teammate in in um, George Russell out in Q1. Or, yeah, in, uh, in Q1. He was pole last year, wasn't he? At at Hungary, yeah, he was. And it's just it's very, very weird. And then Carlos Sainz as well was in the top row. He's out in Q2. A very, very fun session. Yeah, it starts at 8.55 in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, so it's going to be 9 o'clock. We'll actually get that going, which is perfect because then we've also got golf, the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Um, I'm trying to get that on the TV now. This TV's fighting me. But the big when story there. I, I, every day. Every day, Joshua. Every day. When does it not? But the big story going on <laughs> there has been obviously Brian Harmon. He comes in in round two and absolutely dominates the day. I don't even think he he, he shot a bogey that day either, and he's and he ends up being uh, five shots above Tommy Fleetwood, who is in second. But now John Rahm today uh, goes no bogey round. He looked spectacular. You've got Victor Hovland as well. I think the last time I checked, he was three under par. Rory McIlroy's making a bit of a comeback here. Fleetwood, I do not think, has gone up McElroy yet. McIlroy has gone up seven spots today. He's at minus four right now. Yeah, so four. I mean, he, I don't he know is, why he's climbing up. Four. And Harmon, <laughs> as I turn this on, has already gotten a bogey through just two holes. He's at nine under. Rom, three shots behind him after finishing up earlier today. Fleetwood getting going here. We're going to see his shot on two as well. This should this should shape up to be a phenomenal. Sunday as well 
if it can be close. Because the, the story with Harmon has been, hey, he's been in these positions before. He never closes them out. Aside from the top, did you see that Scotty Scheffler barely made the cut yesterday? On an amazing chip yeah. shot out of these freaky bunkers oh my that God. have just been giving me even so much anxiety. I, I like I saw I think it was Matt Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. hit the same spot on a bunker three times in a row. I would just yeah. leave. I saw. I, 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 cannot, I would lose I, my mind. I can't remember who it was, but they literally just they were in the bunker and they got away because it's it's essentially it's a hill. But it looks yep. like stairs going yep. up. Yep. He literally just took his his shot, shot it to the side, took a stroke yep. to have an easier shot out of the bunker. I think um, I'm like that's amazing. Yesterday, Rory, or maybe it was two days ago, Rory McIlroy, he went to chip out. It hit the side of the bunker, and then he kind of turns mm-hmm. and then chips out to the side, and the slope of the green took it right to the hole and almost went in. And it's like, there's no way he meant to do that. <laughs> that is there's absolutely. No way. And we we, we no, talk about puck luck in hockey. I mean, yeah. that's 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 you know golf luck right there. That's that's just yeah. shot luck. Yeah, and I mean, you're you're obsessed with golf this week, Zach. If I'm very if, I'm very much if no if I if you am, don't know, Zach has gone to the driving range three, three days in a row. No, 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 not three days in a row. Just three times in this week. Three times in four days. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> so you skipped one day. Yeah. Um, and Zach and I are actually playing on. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're only tomorrow. Um, I think our tea time's what, like 3? 3.02, I believe. But yeah, so the first time we went out did not go very well. Zach hurt his back halfway through. Well, I mean, that's my thing. Is like, so He like, wasn't I'm, swinging correctly. I'm, I'm getting into golf. I had not done even nine holes in like three years. I, I was a swimmer for 11 years, so my hip mm-hmm. motions are very much like just ingrained into me very, very different. And I've been trying to just work on like swinging correctly. And this week I've watched some videos. I've talked to some people. I'm getting it down, and now all of a sudden, like, I don't have a ton of power because I'm still kind of, like, working through the kinks of, like, yeah. just making sure the swing you is technically get... correct. Right. But, like, it's coming together. Like, I'm excited because I think it's actually going to be a fun time now. Like, where before I was like, I was having a good time, but I sucked so bad that I felt bad for everyone around me. That's the thing. Everyone sucks at golf. No one is well, good I, at golf. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> Everyone's bad at golf, but then there's, like, me where I'm like, I'm taking up all of your time. I'm sorry. But then as well, I, w- I was hitting poorly. I you know I have I have a bad back because I grew really tall, really fast, and I was swimming, so like my back's kind of a pain. Mm-hmm. But now that like I'm doing this, I'm like, oh, like I just like my first like twenty twenty five shots like on a driving range aren't like my best shots because it's the only time I'm feeling healthy. It's like no, those are my warm up swings. Then we get it going, and right. I'm like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel. And then you're gonna get to the level of me where I swing out of my shoes, and every once in a while I hit a great drive, and then every other once in a while I just top it. And that's okay. That's know. fine. It's very great. very excited. It's Speaking great. of golf, coming up at one o'clock this afternoon, we're gonna be joined by TD Green host Brian Koziel for a little golf talk because that has been something I have loved this week. By the way, with the Open Championship. Oh, it's on at the perfect time. We are getting going right away. I, yep. You know, I'm not spending most of my afternoon watching guys who won't be there at the end. They get going at like 4 in the morning, and we're kind of carrying it through the rest of the guys. Now, you know, it's 11 in the morning, and we've got the the marquee groups going. Yep. And we're watching them as, like, they're wrapping up the rounds probably around 2 or 3. Like, we'll probably be off air when today's rounds end. We'll but probably we'll be get a watching, really good idea. We'll probably be watching Oppenheimer as these rounds end. Oh, yeah. And then and then that's been a big thing this week, too, of, of oh, the release man, of both I'm, Barbie 
and Oppenheimer. I'm so excited. We're going at 2:50. Yep. Right so after like the show. literally, we're at, we're finishing the show and we're and we're going over there. I'm seeing Oppenheimer today. I'm gonna see Barbie at some point next week. I've, I'm I've gonna see, see it next both. weekend. I think my uh, my girlfriend would be very upset with me if I, I was gonna say it. I've got to see both. I'm a big fan of Greta Gerwig. Anyways, her movie uh, mm-hmm. Lady Bird in 2017 was awesome. Little Women in 2019 was really good as well. So I like I want to see it just for the sheer fact that I like her movies. Yeah. And then Oppenheimer, it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm a history junkie, so Oppenheimer makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then I think Christopher Nolan just bats a thousand. Oh yeah, all yeah. the time. Just, and, he's and amazing. I actually I saw a clip of him on a podcast or something and he was saying like they asked him like oh like what's your like if the if you're flipping through the channels and a movie is on what is what makes you drop the remote and put that movie on and he said talladega nights i did see that that I is saw that. phenomenal that, that's one of his out of favorite all the things of all that christopher nolan has done he did the dark knight rises he's done oppenheimer i'm there's other movies that tenant, I'm, tenant um, yep. um interstellar oh yeah interstellar and and like nothing is cgi Everything that he can possibly do in real life, he does. And the fact that Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, is his go-to, like, if it's on TV, he's watching it. If you ain't first, you're last. He said that in the it's, interview. It's, the ba- it's one of my favorite lines in it, any movie. It's awesome. It's, it's Will, a, it's Will a Ferrell is, is hysterical in that. It's it's such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, absolutely wonderful. It's super good. But, um, but I yeah. just thought that was funny. So that's what's coming up today as well. We're, we're obviously going to keep track of golf because that's, like, really the main sport going on today. Mm-hmm. But... We've kind of been saying it since, like, Wednesday, but we're in the last run here until football's completely back. Yep. And I, Josh, I've got to tell you, the last, like, week and a half, I've gotten to a point I'm just as excited for the Bills season as I was last year. And last year, at this point, felt like a coronation of they're coming. They've added Von Miller. They they, they were 13 seconds away. They were a coin flip away from going to the Super Bowl. They were going to win the Super Bowl because we all watched that game and thought, yeah, there's no way the Rams or the Bengals were stopping them that year. And I and a part of me still kind of believes that. I, I Seeing how the Bengals team has been the last two years, I'm, I'm a little less sure that they would have won. <laughs> but th- that year, just it felt it was all coming together. But this year... And me and Bulldog were talking about it a lot uh, last night during show with the Bulldog. It was just like, you know, what spots have they not gotten better at? It feels like maybe one, and that's middle linebacker. And that's because they couldn't pay Tremaine Edmonds. The right. Chicago Bears threw all the cash at them. Good for them. They're going through the rebuild. That makes sense. You want to do that. Tremaine Edmonds, for as much of a lightning rod kind of guy he was here in terms of his actual ability on the field, he is not by any means a bad middle linebacker. No, no. It's I, think, just... I think it's more credit to the fact that Matt Milano is truly just an exceptional linebacker, one of the best in football, and Edmonds just never truly reached that potential he had when he was drafted out of Virginia Tech in 2018. He just never... You know, the well, six also, five freak he, of nature. He never, was such a that. he was such a focal point. You oh, know, yeah. like, I mean, it, it, anything that was wrong. Oh, it's is it, it it's Tremaine Edmonds. It's, it's That's prob- the problem. It's probably it's Edmonds probably him. And, and stuff like that. And, and you're absolutely right. He he very much kind of became the scapegoat on the defense a lot of time. And, mm-hmm. and to be perfectly honest, he put a lot of that on himself as well. Well, that he he was a little slow reacting to get to guys. Yeah, he kind of overextended quite a bit. And and honestly, I think a lot of it too was the missed expectations. He mm-hmm. was six five, or he is six five. Ran like a gazelle. You looked at him and probably thought, "Oh, that's Brian Erlacher. Like that's <laughs> like we're gonna have an absolute just gem of a linebacker. And and also during that draft, you get Josh Allen, then you trade back in to go get Edmonds. It really felt like they're getting the quarterback of the offense, obviously, and they're getting the quarterback of the defense. Like this is this right. is perfect. And they both started their rookie years. They both got things going right away. And it's just 
look, Edmonds became very good, just did not become that guy. Well, and he's also 25. Like he's got. I, a, he's, I know. I've had to hear how young he is for every year that he's been. <laughs> that's in the literally been, been the argument. Like I, I, I get it. He's young, and you know he can still improve, but he's also. He's been not, in the league he's, for four years. He's not 23 anymore. He's yeah. not 22 anymore. Like he's not he's, even 19 when he was drafted. Like yeah, he's 25. Like, he like eventually that, the young thing goes away because he's been in the league for so long. Right. Like that should be gone by now. But everyone still brings up, oh, he's so young. He's so young. It, okay, we get it. He's mm-hmm. 25, but he should have figured it. Out. I mean, granted, he could figure it out with the Bears right now. I think. And, I, think I mean, he's getting a fresh he start. Look, I mean, ultimately, like the Bears are going to be happy with him, but mm-hmm. they're also going to yeah. be very frustrated with him at times as well. But the bit, I we don't have to jump in much on the Bears. I've bought into some of that hype. Bulldog put up a, uh, a poll yesterday. Um, essentially, like, w- like what teams do you think had the likelihood of going from worst to first? And, the, and you know, the Falcons were on there, the Jets were on there, the Broncos and the Bears. Those are just the four teams because, you know, polls on Twitter can only have four. And, you know, there's many more on there. I would have thrown the Bears in there as well if we could add more because that, to me, that is a team that I've, I've – Josh, I've really bought into the hype. I really you, have. You are a very quietly a Bears fan. You, I think a little bit like, like if there's like, like an it's, NFC com- it's team, coming out more. <laughs> if, if there's an NFC team I kind of root for and I'm like I kind of want to do well, it is probably the Bears. Number one, I'm a huge Justin Fields guy. Yep. I have followed him since that uh, that QB one documentary they did on Netflix where he was it was showing him in high school getting mm-hmm. ready to go to college at Georgia where mm-hmm. he first went because he's, he's from that area. He eventually does transfer to Ohio State and is incredible there. But I've liked him since then. I followed him at Georgia and Ohio State because I I love the way he played. He threw it a gorgeous football, so it wasn't hard to watch him. No. And I just thought he was a great guy. And then he goes to the Bears, and I'm like, perfect. They've <laughs> never had a quarterback. This is great. Which, Josh, in the year of our Lord, 2023, can you imagine the fact that the Chicago Bears have still never had a 4,000-yard passer? It, that is not mind-boggling once. to me. When I saw that, I I literally I'm like, there's no reason that the I don't even know who tweeted it, but I was like, there's no reason whoever tweeted this is wrong. But I need to fact check this. And oh I, yeah, because I like, spent like, hours no. and I'm like, no, there's no way. Uh, it, and, it, and it's crazy because like I don't think there's even been someone that was on the Bears and then went somewhere else and was a good quarterback or like came from the, somewhere. Oh, the else. only thing, the only one is Jay Cutler with the Broncos. That, yeah, that's true. He had his right. second year with Josh. Or no, I don't think it was with Josh. I think McDaniel's came afterwards. So it was the year before McDaniel's gets with the Broncos. He throws for like forty three hundred yards. Yeah, like I mean, and, and that was the thing. Cutler was a big arm quarterback. The whole thing, like when the Bears did get him, there was like some excitement there. Cutler mm-hmm. though, just it, his big issue was I don't really care that much. Like that's always been Jay Cutler's biggest issue is he's not right. a he's not a workaholic in a sport professionally that you need to be a bit of a workaholic. Yeah, it's like it, we I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like those guys where you hear like yeah they're great talents but they hate the game. Like like Cutler kind of gives that vibe yeah. off. Yeah, he absolutely gives that my, vibe my off. If not, is absolutely that guy. My go to example is Dustin Bufflin. Like yeah, he wasn't a great like like stick handling and like mm-hmm. scoring talent, but he was this big physical. Yeah, beast on the ice, and he just was like, "Yeah, I'd rather just go hunting or fishing." Yeah, I'd go hunting and fishing and all that. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fun. It's just like that to me is like going to be the exciting thing with Fields. And like I've been, I'm at the point now. He's going to throw for four thousand yards this year. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I think so too. I he, mean, he looked so much better last year. He's only won five games, but mm-hmm. as we as we know, wins really are not a quarterback stat. And I think, and, and where I've gotten, and this, I'll, I'll wrap up my Bears talk here because I I really desperately want to talk about the Bills today, but. On the Bears, we gave so much leeway to, to Lawrence and the Jaguars in the Urban Meyer year, where it's like, that year basically yeah. didn't count, <laughs> don't worry about it, the whole thing. And yet we do not do the same for Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears, who when they drafted him, 
Nagy, and I'm blanking on the GM's name, but they were essentially in hot water. They were likely going to get fired the next or that offseason. It did not really matter what happened. That They were dead man walking. And yet somehow I'm supposed to sit here and think that they had the best interests of, of Justin Fields. They Ryan, openly Ryan didn't. Poles. Ryan Poles. Uh, uh, that is who they have now. Well, Ryan that, Pace. Ryan Pace. Thank you. Oh, yes. okay. So it was it was Ryan Pace at GM, and they were both essentially dead man walking. They draft Fields because he's the best player. They, they should have drafted him there that season. That makes complete sense. I totally understand that. He's available at 11. I think Fields should have been taken at 2, running away by the Jets. They don't. Then along with that, the offensive lineman they draft, and Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State, who was a freak of nature, an incredible bully of an O-lineman, has back issues the entire year. Mm-hmm. He essentially can't play. And Nagy, though, the entire time leading up to the like, leading up to week one against, I think it was the Rams, was adamant that Andy Dalton was going to be their starting quarterback. Yeah, and that, which is and that Fields was not going to get any reps with the ones, not going to do anything like that. Dalton was going to start. And Dalton was terrible. He was awful. I mean, he's only he's fin- Andy Dalton. Yeah. Fields finally gets in, but then it's with a naggy offense that essentially is not built for him at all. And then eventually he's fired. Now, this past season, we do see what Fields becomes, and it's a guy that, number one, has one of the best rushing seasons we've ever seen. And then along with that, just going to his passing numbers, he infinitely improves, gets to about 60 completion percentage, with his best wide receiver being Darnell Mooney. That's his best guy. He has no offensive line help at all. Still goes 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. And again, the rushing yards, he's closer to 1,200 yards than he is 1,000. Eight rushing touchdowns. Uh, I wouldn't. Mm, he was at 1,100. Oh, yeah. He was, he was, yeah, he's closer to 1,100, not 1,200. You're right. He was at 1,143 but with every, eight rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but every stat improved. Every single one. Mm-hmm. And he's doing this with a roster where he just got his new coach. He just got his new GM. They're kind of trying to figure out like to build this whole thing. There were talks, ridiculously so, about them actually trading Fields and drafting like a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud, even though Fields is infinitely a better prospect than any of the guys that came out this year. And then what do they go do this year? They go get D.J. Moore. They use those draft picks to get better. And now, like for me, like Chicago is really a team that I am looking for in a division in the NFC North that is very much up in the air of like what they actually are going to be. I'm so excited what they can be. I'm so so excited. Another, you know, kind of I don't I don't want to say minuscule stat, but it's mm-hmm. very like you're reading between the lines. Um 65 first downs converted when rushing. So he's extending drives. Absolutely. He's like, extending drives not, with a really really bad O-line. Right, yeah. So he's he's got the scramble ability. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's still developing He's becoming a better you know, passer. passer, passing and everything like that. But like he's gotten better wide receivers. He's gotten better rushing, and his, just, his own line has, has gotten healthy. At well, least, well, you, uh, number one, you, you add in Tevin Jenkins is finally going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. You drafted Darnell Wright, who was a guy I would have loved for the Bills to have gotten late in the first round as a just you plug him in, play. He's the best right tackle in yeah. draft. You go. That's who they get. They add a few more pieces here and there, and again, his all of his passing numbers improved. So why am I to say here to think that he doesn't get a DJ Moore, a guy very much compared to Stephon Diggs before he goes to the Bills, mm-hmm. will not also improve Justin Fields' game? We as Bills fans saw that. Allen in his second year improved all of his passing numbers, every single one. Went from you know 10 touchdowns throwing the ball to 20 touchdowns. His rushing numbers stayed about the same. His interception numbers stayed about the same. So it was only about 10. So it was like good, perfect. Still never thrown for a 300-yard game. Was around, I think, 3,000 yards, maybe a little over. 
And then what happens? He goes and gets digs. He's in that third year, makes that jump. He's not a rookie. He's he's you see the NFL. And what happens? He's an MVP candidate. All of 2020. He was amazing. I will not be shocked if Fields goes out this year and looks like an absolute animal out there. I won't be. Everything the Bears have been doing, I think, has been really, really well done. And you're entering a division. The the Packers have no idea what's happening now with Love. They have no idea. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens. I wasn't even a big fan of Love out of Utah State. You get that. Minnesota is absolutely due for a regression. They had a negative point differential, yet they won 13 games. That will absolutely go down. And they gutted a lot of their roster. We had Matthew Colleron, who covers the Vikings. We showed him the Bulldog earlier today, and he mentioned, I think it's like 70% of like the uh, the defense that played the Bills is gone, that they moved on from. And then you add the fact that guys like Delvin Cook not coming back. They get Justin Jefferson, obviously he's staying there. They get Jordan Addison, he comes in as a rookie. Kirk Cousins is still well, Kirk Cousins. There's, there's a lot of issues well, with Jordan Addison well, last yeah, week. Addison. That's kind of a bad thing when you go 140 in a 55. Yeah, that's not great. That's no, not great. That's that's very not good. That's not great. <laughs> So I, the Vikings are absolutely due for a regression. And then Detroit is Detroit. I, I don't really know what to make of them yet. See, to, for, for the way you are with the Bears is how I kind of am with the Lions. I love it. Good. Like, I just I just want the Lions to be good because it'd be fun. Yeah, you want them to be successful because they, they really never had them. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of sports fan where when my team is out, I want other teams that aren't normally in to be in. Yeah, you know, and it's not that fair. it's not that the ever the Bills are out before the Lions or something like that, but it's like in other. Well, also, they're in the NFC. You're in the AFC. Like the only right. time you'd ever have to really and truly worry about them, Super Bowl, That's or really like it. or like a important game in the season. But really, sometimes those games don't even matter. It's just the only time that would matter is like, hey, I need a win here, and it's an it just happens to be an NFC. Yeah, and, team. yeah, it happens to be. It's, so, it's the Lions. Yeah, and I mean, like I, I've I've always been when it comes to the NFC, the Eagles are my team in the NFC. I I don't know what it is. I just I've always liked the Eagles. Mm. Um. So for me, it goes obviously Bills and then Eagles and then kind of the Lions. Now that they've come out of nowhere the past couple of years, I mean, like like they're fun to watch. They yeah. score a lot of points. Dan Campbell's kind of fun. I just, <laughs> Dan Campbell's a crazy person. He's fun, but like <laughs> I I think I think that division might get weird, and all of a sudden it becomes Detroit versus Chicago. I really really yeah. do. Chicago is a team. I, it's just because and and the reason I'm on this though is just all week I've been here like Fields is closer to a bust than a star, and I'm like enough. Yeah, this it's is his ridiculous. third year. Well, it's his third, it's third year. It's his second but, full year. But we, we we give all of this like leeway to Jacksonville. Jacksonville had talent when Urban Meyer showed up there. They then, were not the worst team in football. Yeah. Chicago had very little to no talent when Fields got there. And then they had a bad coach. Right. Now you're actually seeing like what they look like. Matt Eberflus is there. They're building that defense back up. They actually put together an offense that makes Fields work. Like when he's young, where they're like, "Yeah, let's actually get moving. Let's get you out of the pocket. Let's use zero personnel and all that stuff." Like I love that. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's do that. And they're actually building towards what I think should be a very, very exciting season for that team. Would Along you... with that, though, I I think the Bills, though, I, and we'll get into them after this. We have we do have to take a quick time out because I spent most of this on the <laughs> Bears, but I'm so excited for the season. I don't think they'll win 13 games here because I think the schedule is harder. But I think they've improved. Everywhere except for middle linebacker. Oh, the, I thought you were talking about the Bears. Oh no, no, like, no, 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 no! I was like, "Whoa, that's a big jump." The Bills. <laughs> I, I think they are. I think they've improved every single position. I am so so excited for the season to start, man. Real, real quick on the Bears. I and then we'll wrap up the mm-hmm. Bears. Do you think Justin Fields could be a lesser version of Lamar Jackson? Like, is that the closest comparable in the NFL? I think he's right a better now? thrower of the football. Well, right, yeah. No, but think, in terms think, of rushing. Oh, in terms of yes. Yeah, I mean, all right. He had, he had over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, 
like I I think he can absolutely be that guy. I think he's a more natural thrower of the football. You think he's be- you think he's eventually at his peak? Will he be better than yeah. Lamar Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like Lamar's peak is that one single MVP year. He's, he's never right. even been close to that since. Madden curse. So a part of me's <laughs> oh man, but like a part of me like looks at Lamar and goes, oh, "Was that the anomaly?" And now all of this is the normal stuff. We're gonna find out with Todd Monken as well, OC. Right. They've added more uh, um, weapons as well in the offense. But with Fields, it's just it's been that slow progression up. Where with Lamar, it was he barely started his rookie year, but when he did, they totally changed the offense and made the playoffs. It was a lot of fun. And then year two was like, okay, here he is. He's he's here and he's he's firing on all cylinders. And then it's been a slow drag back with injuries, terrible offensive play calling mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think they're very comparable in the sense though that they both had to work on the throwing mechanics. I think the difference is though, coaches. And people have been more perceptive to to Fields throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. It's still a struggle, which infuriates me. Where Lamar, it seemed almost immediately people were very against him ever being a, a quarterback. quarterback. I mean, yeah. I mean, Bill Polian was like, "Yeah, he should be a wide receiver." Which I a wide receiver. I get infuriated whenever that happens. I can see him being a running back. Honestly, uh, I, well, as stupid as that sounds, you could totally just I mean, be like, yeah, you're if, a running if back. If he decided that when he was younger to be a running back, oh, sure, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. He, he was a quarterback all throughout high school. Like this is what he is, right? And he's been great at it. I mean, Baltimore would have been foolish if they didn't bring him back and they were able to. Oh, Brian Harmon hits another bogey. Brian Harmon having a terrible start to his day. He is now 8-under. Rom, who finished up his round earlier today, 6-under. Sunday Sleep. is shaping up absolutely to be a phenomenal day. And we've also got Jason Day here. He is going to now go 5-under as well wow. after he hits a birdie shot. Rory, I think, is a birdie shot coming up as well. He sits at 4-under. We Harmon, Harmon is, is feeling people breathing down his neck. While hard. we were talking, um, Spieth was, like, real close to throwing his club. <laughs> well, I can feel that. Anger. See, oh, and it's funny. It's funny because the, the shot he hit was, like, I don't even know how far it was. I can't remember. But puts it, like, in a – in what I would think would be a decent spot on the green. I yeah. mean, for me, that I would have been ecstatic of that shot. And he's like, he f- pump fakes his club, that essentially. Like that's, that's like yeah. the best way I could describe it. Is he like pump fakes? He's like, like he's gonna he's like, throw, I'm it. throw it. I, I shouldn't throw it. I shouldn't throw it. <laughs> Gotta love it. Lines are open. Eight oh three oh five fifty. How are we feeling? As we are now well less of a week away from Bill's training camp beginning. Tuesday is when the veterans will report. Wednesday is the first practice. Love to hear your thoughts. 803-0550. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Going on on our TVs right now, it's shaping up to be a brilliant Sunday. If not even, honestly, just a great end to Saturday. I'm saying end to Saturday. I was going to say in the morning, but over there it's in the afternoon. You you really confused me because when you said it's shaping up to be a brilliant Sunday, I thought you meant like today was Sunday and I got really confused. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's more, I mean, oh, like, I'm the, not going the leaderboard through... is very, very close. I'm not going through an existential crisis where I forget what day it is. Oh, that'd be rough. That would be rough. <laughs> You're like, I've been doing Sports Talk Saturday forever. When did it become Sports Talk Sunday? <laughs> that would be not ideal. Uh, so but, the Bills. But, but with that being said, the Bills. Uh, we will have Sports Talk Sunday next week. Nate Geary is going to be back in on that over at St. John Fisher for training camp. And that's really, I mean, that's the big story now. Training camps are beginning all across the NFL. Uh, the Jets and uh, Cleveland Browns are absolutely already going because the they're Jets in the Hall look, of Fame game. The Jets look awful. Their offense looks terrible. Their offense looks awful. Their offense looks terrible. I will say, though, there is a part of me that is starting to fear them far more than the Dolphins. Stop. Like it, No, but in, in terms of the two <laughs> teams that I genuinely believe could really give the Bills a fight, if Rodgers is all in, like he kind of seems to be, at least this year, that team is very, very good. Yeah, They have been building so well for the last two or three years, and Garrett Wilson at wide receiver legitimately looks special. Right. Well, I mean, it's... More of the um, urgency of the situation for a guy like Rodgers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he's got a few years to kind of like get in the groove. No, he's got to go right now. Yeah, or else he's or else he's done. That's I mean, that's the he's thing. Thirty eight. There's no building up this roster of like, he's hey, hey, right? we just ah, uh, he's thirty nine. He's gonna turn forty in the season. Oh, but like so. Oh. That, but it's the thing. There's none of this. Hey guys, you know we won nine, ten games. We made it to a playoff game. The Jets are back. Yeah, baby. Like no, like if you win nine or ten games, you lose that playoff game. There's a very real likelihood he's not back next year. Yep. And it's not because he just wants out. It's the fact that he's forty years old, <laughs> and that you cannot. And that was always my problem with Tom Brady even going to Tampa. And yes, they ultimately did get their Super Bowl, but it's, I guess it's tough for me at the idea of even building around that old of a quarterback. It is so year to year. I'd almost even say week to week to week kind of deal. Does Aaron Rodgers play as long as Tom Brady? No, there's no, no way. You don't there's, think so? I don't, well, Brady was a psycho. Well, that's Regar- regardless of how you feel about him, he was a psychopath that just wanted to keep winning regardless of anything else around him. Yeah. Rodgers is not that guy. I think once Rodgers – and Rodgers talked about it yesterday, I think, as well, after practice of, like, we'll see where my body's at. Like, I feel good well, now. Because he got hurt in minicamp. Well, he got hurt in minicamp. He's also dealt with more injuries than Brady ever did. Brady had the one big injury, but he's dealt with injury. But Rodgers has dealt with a number of rough things. He, even, he broke his thumb last year mm-hmm. and had to deal with that. I mean, just – and again, and I come back to this quite a bit, and maybe I'm beating a dead horse, but I don't think I am. On the Pat McAfee show – when he was getting ready to announce that he was going to the Jets, he said he was 90% out the door before he went into his little darkness retreat. That is a tough pill for me to swallow in the idea of, oh, you'll be here past this year. No, yeah. Unless the Jets win a playoff game, he's done. Or, or I think he'll, even or if they win leave. a playoff game, he might be like, I'm out. Really? You think so? I think so, yeah. For him, I think it's a lot of Super Bowl or bust. Look, and I take no stock in the Jets being like, yeah, we, we, we totally expect Aaron Rodgers to be back past this year. No. Of course they're going to say that. It's July. And if they all of a sudden tell everybody, oh, this is basically a last dance scenario, no one's going to like it. No one will react well to that. No. Nobody. Especially if you start and losing. And rightfully so. Yeah. But, like, my thing is, it, and we can, we, we'll we get into this a little bit later because it's a little more in-depth than just this 
little segment we got yeah. here. You wanted to talk about the fact that the national media is just picking everyone but the Bills to win well, the AFC of course. Like, for like, like no reason. They're picking the Jets and Dolphins. And I don't want to say necessarily for no reason. Right. Because both improved. I think the Jets at or uh, not the Jets, the Dolphins had a guy like a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. They have, I think, a, one of the best play callers in Mike McDaniel as head coach. And, you know, Tua at times last year looked incredible. Then with the Jets, they add Aaron Rodgers. They were already a team building on the rise. The defense looks fantastic. They, yeah, they signed back Quinn and Williams, so they lock him in long term. They look really good. Sauce Gardner's phenomenal. But let's so we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's look at the Bills specifically mm-hmm. here. Okay, yep. so not many big splash moves. No, right? We, we basically talk, none. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. We, like there is a couple moves that's that are notable. They Leonard have, Floyd. They signed three guys over a one year contract. Yeah, Zane Anderson at safety, Deontay Hardy at wide receiver, and Tra- and uh, um, Connor McGovern at guard. Everyone else is a one year deal. And arguably, McGovern was probably the best out of that group mm-hmm. because he, he beefs up your O line. He's likely going to be one of your starting guards. Yeah, your right guard. And then you look at you have Leonard Floyd comes in as kind of like a placeholder for but a guy he, like Tremaine but he Edmonds. In. He right. came in late yep. during free agency. Yep, but he played with Von Miller. He looked great on that Rams defense. I mean, he, he's, he's a good. He signed with the team on June sixth. That's late. <laughs> Where, you know, McGovern and really I, the main guys kind of signed March 16th to like the March 20th range before even the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, Floyd's in here after, you know, minicamp. Yeah. Yeah. Or right before minicamp. So, I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, and, and even then, again, it's all one-year deals, and none of them are these major splash moves like they were last year where, out of nowhere, Von Miller's going to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. After a historic playoff game that saw all of this you know, fireworks, a rule change for overtime, most people believing that the Super Bowl was actually played in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. <laughs> there was none of that. But let's 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 look at this also. There's the the whole DeMar Hamlin situation is mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. There's everyone's healthy. There ha- yes, everyone's healthy. There including potentially Vaughn. I don't, potential. I, He's I don't not take an abrasive. It's freaking me out. I don't take much stock in that. I because one. He's overly positive. He's right? overly positive, and I'm a very positive person, and I think he's overly <laughs> positive. Two, we've always seen guys that come back from these injuries not be 100 percent in the first yep. year back. Three, I just don't think he's even ready to come yeah, in this like year. Like, it's one of those like, things where it's like there's no way he's playing week one, and no, I don't think he will. I, 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 think, I think he'll start the year on the pup list and, and be active after, after week four. I think he's going to play week six. Week six would make sense to me. That would make sense to me. What's, and, and also, what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you? Let's put out. Let's put weeks out there. Let's put numbers out there. I think six is perfect. Oh, I think that's absolutely different. perfect. Pick something different. But but here's why <laughs> I think it's perfect though. That's why you brought in Leonard Floyd, right? Who right. had nine and a half sacks last year. He's had nine and a half sacks the last three seasons in a row. You bring him in with already guys like AJ Epinesa, who had six and a half last year. Rousseau took a big jump last year. Mm-hmm. You bring back Ann Oliver. DeQuan Jones is healthy again. You've got Jordan Phillips. Your defensive line's great. And then you, you have Matt Milano time. backing him up. Yeah, you can take time to bring in Von Miller. He is not coming in like he was last year where it's like, all right, he, he needs to be here week one to get these young guys up to speeding and getting going. Right. It's like, no, no, no. He can come in. We're fine. We're good. We're, we're rocking and rolling. Von, you get back when you're healthy. Now, in terms of Miller you know, being comfortable post-ACL, it's not a full tear, and he has dealt with this injury before. I right. do so think we're, we're kind of playing an idea of like, all right, he – he should be okay. Like mentally, he should be fine. But also, you can play him kind of in a rotational role, not having him always on the field, first, second, and third down. He can come in on third downs a lot. 
to mm-hmm. really just cause problems. And, and I think that's a big thing that this team was missing last year is very fundamental pieces on their defense were either not healthy or were still dealing with injuries. Daquan Jones, out. Von Miller, out. Trey White, still very much dealing with that injury. Micah Hyde, out. Yeah. I mean, like, you had a lot of problems when you got to Cincinnati, regardless of all the emotional turmoil that team went through. And that's been my big point as well on, on talking with the Bills to kind of put a bow on how I feel the na- why why the national media is talking about the Bills the way they do. They are boring. They're a very, very good team, if not great team, who has not gotten over the hump yet. So with that, it's tough for any of them to put Allen in the GOAT category, the Bills in the next dynasty category, and because they've been great and have won playoff games, oh, well, I can't talk about them having to still win a playoff game. I can't really talk about that. I can kind of talk about them taking the next step, but that's not nearly as exciting as, hey, you know, Lamar Jackson still hasn't won his first playoff game. Yeah, I mean, obviously he has now, but you know Peyton Manning didn't win his first playoff game until he's 27. That is a talking point to death. Justin Herbert is now that guy of he still hasn't won a playoff game yet. He went to one and was dominating, and then lost to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Even like they're not even a young team up and coming either. They've been here for three years, and then of course last year. And I think this is a big thing for me as well with everything going on. Ultimately. Tom Pelissero of NFL Network is really the only guy I've heard that has detailed the entirety of the Bills' offseason last year. And I, and I talked about it yesterday on the show with the Bulldog. With Bulldog, I only played a 22-second clip coming back of him just essentially wrapping up his point. The entire clip was 2 minutes and 25 seconds. It is far too long for a, for a very much debate-style sports television era that we're in. That is far too long for somebody to bring all that context up to then be like, I think the Bills are going to be great. Because ultimately, well, I, we know the Bills are great. Vegas has them as a top three team. M- like most, most sports books have them as a top three Super Bowl favorite. They have like six primetime games. Their entire second half of the schedule is going to be at 425 or a primetime game. They're, we're not even going to get one o'clock games. Anyone that matters loves the Bills and still thinks they're great. But the fun storylines are the Miami Dolphins who lost their quarterback a ton last year. And so there's kind of this like unknown about them and the Jets because they're in the New York Jet or they're in the New York market, so you always are going to have that overly talked about bit about them. And they just added Aaron Rodgers, who him, himself is a lightning rod. Let alone the fact that he's a very talented quarterback. Do I think that there's a chance that one of those two teams could absolutely overtake the Bills? Of course, it's. I mean, you know, Josh, we were talking about Oppenheimer, the 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 the, the joke or not? I guess joke in the trailer, but the line of the trailer is like, you know, I, I can't give you absolute zero. Like there's right. Yeah, like, that's the same thing. I can't give you absolute zero that the Bills are going to, without a doubt, run through the division. I think they will, though. I think they are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. I think maybe besides the Chiefs and the, and and overall talent, the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but overall, I didn't even bring up the fact that Allen's elbow was injured most of the second half of the year. Well, right, and I mean that goes back into the whole health thing, and then like also. There's the mental factor of two generational snowstorms a month apart. Mm-hmm. That Having to that, have all of your game, a ton of your games moved or right, not really or, knowing what the hell is going on at home. Yep. Like the, during the Christmas storm, they go and play in Chicago, but a lot of them are coming back to where it's like, oh, this is an unbelievable snowstorm. How am I going to get home? Yep. How are my family doing? All that stuff. And then the Thanksgiving stuff. one as well. Yeah, you all of a sudden move that to go play. You're playing Cleveland. You have to move that to Detroit. And then, go, and then go back to Detroit yeah, the next week. That's difficult to, yeah. to then go play on Thanksgiving. And then also, and, and not to, I, I know it wasn't really brought up that much, but there was also everything going on with Allen and his family life and his 
Oh, yeah, I mean, there's personal stuff and, there. And, and, personal and, stuff. and, of course, as well, you have a first-year offense coordinator, Ken Dorsey, who second half of the year was tough, man. Yep. We don't really know what was going on there. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and make excuses because, like, it, they're professional athletes and, you know, it's their job. But at the same time, there's days where you go into your job and you're like, man, I am just dragging. I yeah. can't get going. Yeah. And for that, for for these guys, when they go through that, it's, yeah, they have a bad game or they don't yeah. look great. Or Steve, they... Steve Tasker's brought up a number of times on One Bills Live that – he thought after the Hamlin situation that there were going to be guys that were going to walk away from the game, mm-hmm. just be done. That he thought, I thought there was going to be Hamlin a few was going to walk away. If he if he survived, yeah. I thought he yeah. was going to just walk away, and he's back. And so I think that's the <laughs> thing is like we're kind of going to be seeing a very different feeling Bills team that all of a sudden now. And I think for a lot of these guys, and I'm I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not. Again, I talk sports on the radio. I'm not that guy, and I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not going to try to be that guy. But I do have to imagine that there's going to be for any of these guys that were really questioning everything to see Hamlin at training camp ready to go. Mm-hmm. Less, well, less than a year since his incident, six months. That's got to be one of those like, we're good, we're gonna yeah. be just fine. Yep. It, and 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 maybe ridiculous to say that. It may be, you know, irrational to think that. But I would imagine a lot of these guys are gonna be like, we're gonna be fine. And it's then a comforting as well, feeling. And then as well. And I know there's a lot of Bills fans out there. I am not one of them. But you're back to being kind of an underdog. You were not picked to win the AFC East in the eyes of the media. You are. Oh, yeah, but that's where the built-in board material comes from. No one cares about Vegas odds in terms of putting that up on right. a built-in board right? And, and or, or on a bulletin board. Like, no one cares about that. What people care about is, you know, what did this guy on ESPN say or on Fox Sports say? Like, that's that's what they're going to throw up there. Mm-hmm. And so far, we've had a few. Quite pick a the few. Jets. Pick the Dolphins. It's not. I've very rarely seen that the Bills won't make the playoffs. I think most people think that. But counting them out, their window's closed. They're done. Josh, I won't be surprised by week four this year because they play the Jets week week one Monday Night Football in New York, and then week four they play the Dolphins at home, and then it, intermittent in there is the Vegas and Washington. Don't be surprised. They're 4-0, and and all of a sudden every everybody has flipped their tune around on them, and it's back to Allen's an MVP favorite, the Bills are Super Bowl favorite, and they can write this little redemption story for the bills even though with all the context and i've said it a number of times on this show they weren't winning the super bowl last year i'm surprised they won a playoff game with everything they went through truly the new england game it took two naeem hines kick return touchdowns to win that game comfortably yeah because without that you might have lost that game very real chance you're losing that game to new england because that team was a mental a mentally and emotionally gone done that year could not have ended fast enough but now as we get ready for training camp i am so excited I want to spend the uh, the second hour. We'll, 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 we're going to take a quick time out. I want to spend the second hour on some of these smaller additions they've made and how I think they are better off this year than they were last year. We'll do that when we come back. Lines are open, 803-0550. You are listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you for a few hours today. You know, we're just, you know, we're hanging out. They didn't lock the door, so we just kind of walked in. Like, that's, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing when, you know, work doesn't lock you out of work. That's true. That's true. It's like then, the, it, it is like the Jets thing I was with, just with, about with, to say. with Jamal Adams of like him trying to put in his, his, his key code and just not being able to get in. Yeah. You got like, to love those feelings. Yeah. Where, where you have that momentary like, hey. Are there, Did what, I miss what? an email that said I've been let go? Did like, I miss did a I miss memo? This? 
Like, what happened? This did is someone, not good. Did someone forget to press send before the weekend? This is not good, guys. I, I, <laughs> I need to get in. We're going to go to the phones. We've got Matt in Toronto hanging on the line. Matt, welcome to the show, my friend. How are we doing today? Good, guys. Can you hear me? Yep, we got you perfect. Great. Yeah, I, um, I heard you talking about, like, the emotional state of the Bills in uh, last season and how they had no chance of winning a playoff or how you thought they you thought they wouldn't win a playoff game, but... You know, obviously they beat New England, but just curious to get your thoughts on had DeMar not gotten hurt in that game against Cincinnati, what do you think the outcome of that game would have been? Yeah, Matt, thanks for the call. I think, honestly, and, and to be completely truthful, I think they lose that game. I Bulldogs talked about this a number of times on Show the Bulldog as well, of just like, I think going into that game, they were close to emotionally done mm-hmm. you had a lot of injuries going through we didn't even bring up the stuff that happened before the season Kim Bagula's health the shooting in Buffalo Dawson Knox's brother dying there was a number of things already going into the season that was not very good then you add in all the stuff into the season including the injuries and then as we brought up a lot of the blizzards games being moved around I think that team is already close to done Hamlin was just the final nail in the coffin of oh my god this season cannot end <laughs> fast enough in all in all seriousness I think without a doubt they would have lost that game. I mean, mm-hmm. they did not look good coming They didn't out of the look game. good. And look, but, ultimately, the, the start of the, the, the Ravens game early on in the year, they also looked terrible and ended up yeah. winning that game. They, they could have done it absolutely. They could have pulled it together. I think it was, what, 7-3 to three Cincinnati. Cincinnati was driving, but it did not look great. I think, though, if they I, I think they lose that game, but I think the Cincinnati playoff game is a different game. I think Yeah, I would agree I, with that. I, I do think that like, the, the Patriots game is different. I think that they handle the Patriots. I think they handle the Dolphins in the playoffs still, mm-hmm. and then I think the Bengals game. While they still lose in the playoffs, I would I, I think they would still lose in the playoffs. But I think it'd be closer and they'd look better. Yeah, then and you wouldn't you wouldn't have Diggs blowing up at the end of the game. You wouldn't have all that storyline and everything of what's going on. I just I really think it would have been a completely different story. But they still would have lost. Uh, yeah, because I, I think there was still a lot there. That's just yeah. it was tough. Or I, I, who I, knows? I mean, who, who yeah. knows what would have happened in the playoffs? Because then you play a full game against Cincinnati, you get a feel for how they play, and you know maybe it is different. I just I right. do think that that game. I think they do lose in the that game season. specifically. Yes, I I, de- I definitely do because I think they were already getting close to zero. Which I, it, it's it's tougher to make that excuse here if, if Demar Hamlin does not go down the field. I, I very much understand that, but I, I do think they were getting close to having nothing left in the tank already at that mm-hmm. point. We're going to take a quick timeout. We're still taking your calls eight zero three zero five fifty. You're talking a lot of bills today as veterans will report on Tuesday and on Wednesday. It will be the first practice of training camp. We are officially at the start of the twenty twenty three twenty four NFL season. Again, looking for your calls eight zero three zero five fifty. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.